thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the non-Ironman triathlete himself, the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys co-founder, Dr. Damien Christoph. Oh, that's, that's so much better. I feel like I feel like a real person now. That's great. Uh, Thank you, now, Marcus. That's Damo, nice. You know why I say this? It's because one of our most popular interviews to date on 100 Not Out took place just a few weeks ago yes. when we spoke to the Iron Nun herself, Sister Madonna Buddha, this beautiful and wise woman from Spokane in Washington was about to head over to Kona, Hawaii for the Ironman Triathlon, which incidentally, the female division was won by Australia's very own Miranda Carfrey for the third time. However, it was not to be for Sister Madonna, who after completing the swim league was forced to retire during the bike leg. Uh, And to tell us why and to share her wisdom with us once again, it is the warmest 100 Not Out welcome to the beautiful lady herself, the Iron Nun, Sister Madonna. Welcome back to 100 Not Out. Well, good day or good evening, whatever time it is there. <laughs> yes, it's a very good morning I, from us here, but it's so good to have you back on again. Oh, good. Well, I, I was so pleased that um, your dear little Australian, Rini, was able to pull it off again. It was a very, very tough day, even for the pros, um, because the, it began all in the water with very strong currents and swells, which I was really not aware of. All I knew was that I was swimming very consistently, but it was taking so long. I said, Lord, you know, I'm tired of the water now. Can you let me do something else? <laughs> Did he pop the When seat? I got out of the water with only two minutes to spare before the cutoff, oh. there was no burst time for the bike, which I sadly needed because all of a sudden, that was not a pleasant course. Just the winds, and the the longer you were out there, the worse they become. Yeah. The pros have an advantage by getting uh, to the turnaround up on um, Javi much earlier than we do, and they uh, did experience winds, I'm sure, but nothing like we had. And so going 40 miles an hour was the wind, and I wish I was doing that on the bike, but the best I could do was, after the turnaround, get blown down off Javi at clocked at 31 miles an hour. Gee, goodness gracious. (laughs) I don't think I've ever done before in my life, but (laughs) I had to keep pedaling, because if I didn't keep pedaling and just coasted, I could have been sideswiped and just swept off my bike, like I was in the year 2000 when I was bike and body was airborne and trashed wow. after being carried about two yards. Gee. But some others did get blown off at uh, this time. So you were and, literally uh, the flying nun. 
And if you, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Maybe they should change it from the Iron Man to, to the flying. <laughs> Goodness. So that's but, what happened. So the wind, the times, the swell, it all just, it just became too hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I was told, I was warned by the, the motorcyclist that was um, trailing me that if I didn't get down off of Javi, uh, and turn on the Quinn Cam Highway before 3.30, I wouldn't make it. So that's what made me barrel so hard down uh, with the winds, uh, hoping I wouldn't get a side wind that would sweep me off. Yeah. Uh, I just took the risk. But I didn't realize until I was ready to stop at the van, I knew I hadn't uh, made the cutoff that the man was warning me that I'd have to make. When I stopped to get my bike to get off, I realized how how much energy I had used up. Wow! Just concentrating on every movement of the wind because it's so unpredictable. It took a lot of energy that I didn't realize, let alone the consistent pedaling, even with the wind uh, to my tail. So even if I had made the bike cut off. There would be absolutely no assurance that I would have made the the run completed. So every time something like that happens, I just look up to the heavens and say, "Father knows best." <laughs> yeah. Well, this was this was what you said on our on our recent interview. Um, you said you were most concerned by the weather. You asked us to pray for good weather because that was really what was going to determine um, not just your ability but everyone else's ability to to be able to get through the course. So did you have an inkling like when you arrived in Kona and you saw the weather um, forecast and the rest, um, you know, did you know that it was going to be a tough day at the office um, or did it happen? Uh, did the winds come up whilst frankly, you were in the water? I, well, quite frankly, I never had a chance to get off and train either running or, or biking, either one, because I was constantly being haunted by the media, and that left me no time to do what I needed to do. So I, number one, didn't have an opportunity to sense what was happening. And if, even if I did, it wouldn't have helped because each day can change very radically, yeah. and you don't know exactly what's going to happen on race day. Like, I'm kind of facing the same problem now that I'm going to go to Florida to do the Ironman there. It's my last opportunity to qualify for Kona next year because I'm willing to give it one more shot, oh, and that's it. I was hoping we'd hear that tonight. Today, I was hoping we'd hear that. Wow, okay. Right. So, when's Florida? Yeah. Uh, a week from today. Oh, oh a week God. from today, I leave, and it's on November 1st. Oh, oh that's So I great. haven't had a chance to train for it either. Well, you've just come <laughs> off a big training session because you just did Kona. Right, so that's training. Put well, that down to training. I think your trainer was, was training. Yeah. <laughs> you did Kona to train for Florida. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Instead that's of the great. reverse. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that's my wife's birthday that day. She turns 40, so uh, I suspect that it's going to be a great day. For you and for my wife, so that'll be that'll be good. I'll be I'll be barracking again for you. Um, you know when the, obviously the wind takes a toll and you burn through all your energy and you, you kind of left spent halfway through what you'd prepared for. And I know that you have so much faith 
and that you can look up to the heavens and have a chat with God and he you know looks down at you and says sister Madonna it's enough time is time does does it have an emotional toll on you that you don't complete it or do you have any expectation of yourself that you should do better than what you did or how how does it make you feel well this time i i knew that i gave it my all yes and as long as i've done my part God's certainly free to do his. <laughs> sometimes they, they jive and, and they're synchronized, and sometimes they aren't. He didn't uh, didn't give you much. But, but I uh, have to say, he really did help me with very rapid healing from my fractured pelvis uh, that I received from a bike spill on March the fifteenth. Because yeah. normally that takes very very long to heal. Yeah. But I sat in the middle of the road when I could sit up, and I said, God, I need a miracle. <laughs> and I knew that this was March, and I had three important races coming up in April, the Boston Marathon being one of them. Mm-hmm. And I knew that they were out of the picture. But then I had the qualifying race for Hawaii at the Eagle Man, half Iron Man, clear across the country in Cambridge, Maryland. In 11 weeks, but I was able to go and do it and qualified for Kona. And then what happens at Kona? So my chances for opening the 80-plus age group for women have passed because next year, if I get there, I'll be 85 yeah. and have, next to, have, to, have to open that age group before <laughs> the 80 age group is opened at all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crazy! It's crazy. Uh, it's <laughs> impressive. Well, I think we can get a very clear um, idea as to even though the Iron Nun is a play on words with the Iron Man, it's uh, the fact that you're you're so strong as well. I'll have to ask you. You mentioned earlier, Sister Madonna, about the media attention in Kona, and that even though the attention is great, there's also got some drawbacks there because it, it inhibits your ability to um, focus on the race itself. But can you give us an insight as to what it was like to get there? I mean, everything that we see about you on the internet is that you're an absolute celebrity in the, uh, in the Ironman triathlon world. How, what was it like? Um, can you give us some insights there? Well, um, it, it was very, very in- intense in Roth, Germany. Uh, people were so excited I couldn't step out of the door every day. I was in the German German newspaper, uh, and I'm thinking, well, the poor pros, they're working the socks off, and they deserve to be pictured here on the front page or wherever it is in their papers every day. Instead, it was this little old lady, and I thought, you know, this, this is crazy. <laughs> but uh, I just know that... Um, I can't fight it, so I might as well be agreeable, uh, even though it's an imposition. Everybody wants a piece of the pie, and there's just so much pie to go around, and I'm getting less and less, <laughs> and there's no pie left for me to do my training. So I think, well, okay, I am forever active, so it doesn't necessarily have to be swimming or biking or running, as long as my body is upright and able to move around then well i'll take my chances <laughs> if, it, if that's all i can do it's good it's great now 
um, after after the event in Kona, did you feel that your body needed much extra help or extra support? Because you pretty much burned off all the energy that you would do in the whole day for your for the yeah, whole event, you, but you did that in half a day. You're absolutely right. I was very much aware. Yeah. That just doing that that part that I did, uh, it sapped out the energy more than if I had completed an Ironman on a more or less normal day and it took me maybe twice as long to recoup even by the second day I I was very much aware of feeling drained usually uh, by the second day I'm, I'm up and running again uh, but it even takes me longer when I'm doing just a marathon uh, to maybe three days to recoup from that because that doesn't, you know, it's the constant pounding without any alleviation and use of other muscles. That's right. So it's very interesting. But no, this time I was very much aware of needing a little bit more time to get to be my normal self again. Sister Madonna, I want to ask you, you've already said that you're going to Florida to qualify for Hawaii again. What gives you this hunch that, the next step that you know what the next step is to do. There's a lot of people that Damien and I have been speaking about at the moment that are very confused about what their life purpose is or what their next step is. What for you tells you that it's it's a wise move to do Florida and to qualify for Hawaii one more time? Well, because uh, when I get the inspiration more or less uh, to do it, it's like, I have to check it out with God first. Is this my desire or is it your desire? Now, if I can't even get in Florida, then I'll know for sure that that's just my thing. But if you're able to get me into Florida, then maybe you still want me to prove something, whatever it is. I'm not quite sure, but I think that, you know, God loves to work in contradictions. That's how he proves he's God. (laughs) <laughs> so I think he's using me as one of his contradictions to show that, yeah, all that training isn't necessary. And what's so, necessary is, well, the will. But see, I discovered when I was recuperating from my fractured pelvis, that was so, so uh, excruciating that it took more than an iron will to push myself to to do anything and everything for myself because I live alone, that what supersedes the iron wheel is a steel spirit. And so I said, okay, I have got to develop a steel spirit so that I can overcome the issues uh, of the will not being powerful enough. And then I looked up the difference between iron and steel. And, of course, I know that iron rusts, and lots of meat has rusted by now. <laughs> and, but the spirit, the, the steel, is made up of three alloys that, in that case, do not rust. Wow. So I thought that it was an so interesting wise. analogy. <laughs> oh, the wisdom in that. You just had me. You had me at hello, Sister Madonna. That was, <laughs> that was sensational. Yes. Iron rusts. Steel is made up of three alloys. It doesn't rust. An iron will supersedes a steel spirit. 
Uh, what supersedes sorry, yeah, what, what supersedes an iron wheel is a steel spirit. Yes. That is absolutely beautiful. We'll be is sharing that, that with the world. That's going on Facebook. That's that uh, that's unreal. That's so good. You know, you said something before, Sis Madonna, which I think was poignant, and I, and I love it. And I'm going to take it take it to uh, to something in the in the wellness guys, which is another one of our podcasts. Uh, Sister Madonna, we um, we spoke to a gentleman. His name's Ben Greenwood, and he talks about training people for Ironman events on just 30 minutes of training per day. That's all he does. He says, if you do more than that, you're going you're gonna to burn through too much of your energy, too much of your muscle, and you know you run the risk of injury and, uh, and not getting across mm-hmm. the finish line. He says 30 minutes a day is more than enough. He can, he can probably do it on 20 minutes, but 30 minutes a day is more than enough training to get through an Ironman event and, and do very well. And he has a number of um, very strong finishes in times under 10 hours, Doing uh, doing thirty minutes a day of training, maybe that's what okay. we're going to do for you. Yeah, I, I agree because well, but then there's another factor, a built-in factor for me is age. Yes, because I have been constantly active. It's the consistency. It's not the amount. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I gave true. up counting mileage years ago. You've got the uh, mileage. I don't. I don't even have time to sit down and and jot it down. So I only do what I can do in a given day, and I don't push it beyond that. Because when you have to push yourself, see, what happens to us when we get in that stage, and there's so many of us that are inclined to be, um, oh, I lost the term, but it's a psychological term. starts with a C. Um, anyway... They they lose their spirit because they are driving themselves so bad so badly that they become a mechanical thing. Watching the numbers turn around, and they I cannot do indoor things and enjoy it because my enjoyment is to be out in nature. What God created, just sitting on a, a bike inside watching the numbers turn around makes me feel like a lab rat. Yes. And I lose my spirit because that's not the way we um, are constructed. We are constructed with mind, body, and soul. And when one of the three gets out of balance, then we're in for trouble. And I've, I've often noticed this in myself. When I get so obsessed with trying to get in X number of miles, then I am driving myself into burnout, number one, but then I've lost the urge to do it because it's it's robbed me of the thrill of being free. I become obsessed by my own, people call it passion, but you got to be careful if you're not deceiving yourself. Passion and obsession are two different things, and we can't exactly equivocate them as being the same. So they say that you have to do things with a passion. Well, if you've lost your passion, you um, maybe have freed yourself from obsession, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, wise. Tell you what, there's a lot of wisdom there. I've got one more question for you, Sister Madonna. It um, is derived from an episode we did with a. He's probably 94 or 95 now. Do you remember Charles Eugster? 
Damo, who did sure a wonderful do. TED Talk, and um, he said in the interview that it actually frustrated him that people like him and people like yourself actually uh, receive so much media attention these days because it should be normal to age gracefully and to be living a wonderful life in your um, mid-80s or your mid-90s, but because so many people aren't aging gracefully and that people like yourself, Sister Madonna, are the exception to the rule that it's news, that it's unique and that it's novel that people are doing it. Have you ever thought about you know, your role um, in that way, the fact that you are so inspiring to so many people but at the same time there's so many people in, in the same stage of life as yourself that have really let life slip them by? <laughs> no, I... I... I forever am questioning how can this be because if getting old is, is such an inspiration, anybody can do, do it <laughs> if they breathe long enough and breathe and move. So I don't, I don't see where I am such an exception, but it, it, that would only come when you're doing a comparison. And I, I do admit that when I see people in their 50s having difficulty walking and are, are limping, and uh, then I realize, hey, you're about 30 years older than they are, and uh, unless something's been injured, you're you're not in the same league. Well, then I think, but Lord, I haven't done anything that I know of to deserve it. it it's all you. You're the creator. And he made zebras and elephants and hippopotamuses and, and little seahorses. What a creative imagination he has. So I guess he does the same thing with his human beings. Yep. So we're all to be admired for being who we are. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a great point. Absolutely great. beautiful. Sister Madonna, it's been so good to hear your voice again for these 20 minutes. So great to just to hear your spirit so happy after an event um, like Kona and as you say, you went through the travails of the of the weather and the wind and the water and the swell and uh, you can still come home with a smile on your face and um, it's been beautiful to hear your wisdom and and uh, to learn from you once again. So thank you so much again for, for sharing uh, your time and your wisdom with us. Well, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. And God we'll bless. be barracking. God bless you too. We'll be barracking for you in Florida and we'll be barracking for you in Kona and uh, we'd love to keep in touch with you to, uh, to keep track of, of, uh, of your life and your progress. All right. God bless and have a good day. Godspeed. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank well, you. guys, all right. that's, all, uh, that's all the time we've got for on this edition of 100 Not Out. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways. The best is to go to our website at thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Also, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. If you're loving the Wellness Couch podcast, then you'll absolutely love our special once-only free four-part webinar series starting Thursday, October 30. Join me and my Wellness Guys co-host plus Marcus Pierce from 100 Not Out and Inside the Champion's Mind as we dive deep into the hot topics of wellness over four consecutive weeks. Brett Hill will kick us off by showing you how to be fab and fit in five. 
I'll be presenting What the F and discussing the big bad F words when it comes to food. Lawrence Tam will leave you inspired with a magnificent mindset and MP will reveal his 10-step formula to mastering your life. These webinars are absolutely free and they go for an hour each and they take place every Thursday night from October 30 until November 20. To get access, you must sign up. So simply go to www.thewellnesscouch.com or check out The Wellness Couch on Facebook. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavour to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.